Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this quick shot of romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Heather, and we are reviewing Stolen Air by Sophie Lark. This is book two in her Brutal Birthright series. Heather, you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? I do. They murdered my father, so I stole their daughter. She's my captive, my little ballerina who dances only for me. Nessa is sweet and innocent. She doesn't deserve any of this. But that's how our world works. The wolves eat the lambs, no matter how gentle they may be. I'll use her to get my revenge, unless I give in to my hunger first. Stolen Air is the dark and gothic second act of the Brutal Birthright series. It is a standalone enemies to lovers romance complete with an HEA and no cliffhangers. It contains blazing hot bedroom scenes for mature readers only. Okay, so this was released August 12th, excuse me, of 2020. The tropes are enemies to lovers, slow burn, virgin heroine, age gap, forbidden romance, and it's mafia. Mm -hmm. And the put out percentage is 69%, but there were a couple scenes before this, like between Miko and Nessa that were really, really well done and really hot. I would agree. But I think yep. for this one specifically, like we needed to, to count the full on. And there's content warning. There is on page violence in this book. I, although like I am not usually a huge fan of slow burn. I, this, it needed to be this slow. Like it makes it, sense. And mm -hmm. it wasn't. I don't want to say it was missing, but it wouldn't have made sense to do it sooner. And it wasn't lacking. And mm -mm. great. no, because they had really great chemistry. There were a lot of little moments that they mm -hmm. had, but I think that if they had popped sooner, it would have felt <clears throat> forced and not authentic. Like it would have been like, let's just have them do this now. Like not, right. it didn't like but the way it naturally falls like in line and there's some stuff that happens at the beginning, like, especially after like they kiss the first time. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that had they done stuff sooner, like it would have been not as genuine. I would agree. Um, so Miko is, I mean, I know you're, he's sort of like this anti-hero. You're not really supposed to like him, but, oh, but I, love um, I love him. He's so, oh, I mean, first of all, the prologue mm -hmm. almost, it like gutted me. Like it, I was crying in the prologue. I was like, oh good. This is I know. foreshadowing, like, isn't it? <laughs> it was, it was so sad and so heartbreaking and mm -hmm. it just, but it creates this background and focus for Miko and you understand when you get to his character in chapter one <clears throat> why he is the way he is in the thought process behind his ideas and all of that stuff because he he breaks in the prologue and you wonder you really really wonder like you know you know he's gonna come out semi-good at the end because like you need that HEA, but you really wonder how Sophie Lark is going to, to give you a character that you like at the end of his book. I mean, this, he was broken. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was apps. There's no other words. He was totally broken. 
Mm-hmm. And then they, I mean, it's the prologue and then it fast forwards. Yeah. So it's 10, 10 years, 10 later. years. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, they get right into it. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, so his father that he talks about in this book is not actually his father. It's his adopted father who has, is head of the, the Russian mob, like Russian bravada. And so he has taken him under his wing and basically groomed him to take his place like in the future, but things happen in book one and he is killed rightfully. So I think, but Miko has decided that this is not okay. So he is going to extract revenge and he decides that he is going to steal and kidnap Nessa, who is the youngest in her family and, and make his, her family pay for what he did, they did to his. Well, and I think that um, it shows Nico's ability to be a leader. Like, I mean, this was not like a spur of the moment. Mm-mm decision I mean this was very well planned I mean there was a lot of things put in place Mm -hmm. like he studied and Mm -hmm. followed and mapped out like how he was going to do things and like a whole I mean like I mean this was very well so it's pretty obvious why he's the leader because Mm -hmm. he's not where like there's a character Jonas Mm-hmm. He is like, he has impulsive. no patience, very, yeah, very impulsive. And so it's pretty clear that the reason Miko is the leader is because of his intelligence. Well, and his ability to, to wait and be patient and make mm-hmm. decisions, not just react. <laughs> and that's something really important, like as you get through this story, but let's talk about Nessa a little bit. So she has, she's 18 so she's still a baby for the most part, and but she's been pretty sheltered and she's mm-hmm. somewhat naive, but she is so smart. Very smart. I, I, well, first in book one, we meet Nessa and she's just really kind. Like she's just mm-hmm. a very genuinely sweet, kind person and everyone sort of I don't think that they her family sees her I think they Mm -hmm. totally underestimate her like they love her but I don't think that they really ever saw her does that make sense I think part of it is because like Callum is this powerhouse like he's the oldest son he's the heir he's this powerhouse and her older sister Rihanna Rion I don't know how to say her name but she is this like shark in the courtroom and is mm-hmm. has an attitude and like holds holds nothing back and so she like Nessa kind of just gets lost like she's spoiled but she's not spoiled at the same time like and I think you're right like she just kind of gets overlooked and they're like well she's the baby of the family like we have like Callum doing this thing we have the lawyer like Nessa's just kind of there like she can just look pretty and, and she's do her in, ballet yeah and she's in college and like I think she's been very naive that her family is in the mafia and things like that she has a super good relationship with Callum and mm-hmm. um oh not God. so much the sister though no not the sister at all um and she's a 
very talented ballerina. Like she's mm-hmm. very driven to that. That's like, she loves it. That's her passion mm-hmm. in life. Well, um, but I think it's something too, that like she, she goes into it and she loves it and she has like a knack for it, but she also understands that she's not the best in the world. Like she knows, like, she's not going to be a prima da ballerina, like in New York or Paris or Russia. Like she's in Chicago and like, she knows like, I can be the best here, but I'm, I'm not the best out there, but she really focuses her talents in choreographing and that actually plays a big part in this story. Mm -hmm. And it's really meaningful and emotional for her and for Miko, which you don't think is going to happen. No, and I think where we really start seeing how smart Nessa is, is she is kidnapped and she realizes like, crap, I'm kidnapped. And so she, I don't want to say she tries to make the best of it, but she's like, I don't really know how I'm going to escape. Like, I don't know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she sort of befriends Clara or Clara, I don't Clara. Know, mm-hmm. Clara. So, and she is the maid of this house, but really mm-hmm. she works. Who only speaks Russian though. Who only speaks Russian. Right. <clears throat> right. And so, I mean. No, it's not Russian. It's Polish. They, yeah. They're Polish. Polish. So she only speaks Polish. Mm-hmm. And Nessa just being super smart starts learning Polish. <laughs> yeah. Cause she finds a book. It's, I think it's called the doll is the name of the book but it has like the the polish and the english translations in it she and found so, two books so mm-hmm. she found the english version and the polish, the polish version. version but she no. was also like when clara was helping her get ready she'd like point and she'd be like window and then clara mm-hmm. would say it in polish and so she started putting crap together well and i think that shows like the fact that clara sees something in nessa and like clara is not oblivious to what is happening around her like she knows the type of person that miko is she knows the type of person that jonas is and so i think she she's teaching her on the sly but doing it in such a way that nobody nobody can like realizes it or notices because there's cameras everywhere so if they really were paying that close of attention which Miko does sometimes, but she does it in such a way that it's unexpected that she's helping Nessa like create this environment that's safe for her. Right. And then Nessa, I mean, she's in this giant house. Like, I mean, I think too, the other thing is Sophie Lark did such an amazing job laying out like the descriptions. Like Mm -hmm. it was so easy to picture what this house looked like I mean Mm -hmm. it was so easy and then you know Nessa's like bored out of her gourd and so she's like on the hunt she wants to dance so she finds like an old like record player or Mm -hmm. something and Miko's like where the heck is this music coming from and Mm -hmm. that's he walks in and she had like dragged furniture around in some big room and yeah she's dancing and he was totally blown away Mm-hmm. Well, I think that because he had it in his mind just by observing and watching, he had it in his mind like she was a certain type of person. But then once he took her, 
and started to get to know her a little bit, like he realized like she is not this, like, yes, she's sheltered, but she is not this stupid little princess who is just spoiled and gets what she wants and has no drive. Like he realizes like there's a lot more to her than just the surface as like (laughs) he expected. Yeah, and um, so Jonas works with Nico, Miko, and he's like his second in command, mm-hmm. and he's just dumb. He's like he's the worst, horrible. Like, like I just don't like him. Yeah. Um, and then Clara, and then Marcel, who also is like his third, second, or third in yeah, command. Yeah, he's like, he's like way up, and he's like he's very close. Like he's, yeah. he's like, but he, so Marcel is like a bodyguard type person but also one of like Nico's trusted friends and advisors and he I just like the dynamic like when Clara is like in the room with him and how like she acts and some of the stuff that like she says like towards the Mm -hmm. end like when things are happening and like she says something to him at one point and he's like when have you ever seen me like that and she's like well I don't know he like puts her in her place and I kind of like it yeah um and there's another mafia person who is like dying to get his hands on Nessa Mm -hmm. and Nico is like all of a sudden very protective of her and Mm -hmm. that sort of ticks off some of Nico's guys because Mm -hmm. they they feel like this is unraveling at the seams well that's the thing like he when he sees her dancing the first time and they they have a moment and then he he goes goes and does what he does and he realizes like there's more to it than just what I originally thought like there's there is more to it and so like he starts this change but then later in the book as Nessa is exploring she goes to the West Wing, which is his wing, and she's not allowed in there. And she finds some stuff to discover a little bit of like a snippet to his past that he keeps hidden. But there he has, there's things about him that he keeps hidden from everybody. And mm-hmm. she sees that. Like she sees him in the things that he hides in plain sight. And it, it throws him off yeah because he compares it to somebody else and Mm -hmm. it like freaks him out but at the same time almost like he can't not explore it because there's just like Mm -hmm. this niggling feeling that he has well and he he's so surprised that she can see like she sees she sees him like she sees past like this demeanor that he's created in this person he's become because of what happens in the prologue. And it, it scares him. It really scares him. And so like, he kind of shuts down to like with her for a little bit after that. Yeah. And I think too, growing up probably the way he did in a very male dominated mm-hmm. business, so to speak. I don't yeah. know. He was, you know, raised, there wasn't really that caring and Nessa is a very mm-hmm. emotionally and caring person. And he sort of doesn't, he doesn't want to want that, but he definitely needs it. Yeah. There was like one he point- desires it, but he isn't sure how to take it because I mean, 
he's raised in this environment where like, there's, there's no caring relationships. There's no like women are there for a certain reason. And like, that's like his reality and like how he has used them previously. And like, even the way things play out, like it's, it's actually interesting to me. Some of the things that he talks about, like at the beginning of the book about like women and women he's been with, like, I thought it was interesting how that played out, but then with her, it's very different. Very different. And I think that too is something that scares him because these are emotions that he, he has shut down and he hides so much. And so when like emotions come out, he freaks out. And he doesn't really have anybody to talk to about it because Mm-mm. I mean, his world, I mean, the people around him that he's supposed to trust. Yeah. I think that as readers, we could tell, like, you shouldn't trust this person. No. There was a point. So Rachel was reading this, her and I were reading it at the same time. <laughs> and it was like, I'm reading this book. And at one point I like gasped and started crying and my husband is sleeping next to me and he's like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's just the book. Whatever. It's just my book. So I'm like feverishly texting. And it's like midnight, like, and it's a work night. I'm just going to be honest. And I'm texting her. I'm like, what chapter are you on? And she's like, oh, this one. And I, I'm like, okay, text me when you finish this chapter. And I like waited for her. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. I'm like, I want to be so mad at Sophie Lark right now. And then I'm like, but it is a dark romance. So it is. And, but, but if it's the chapter I'm thinking about, oh, like, what a, it is, it really it worked so well though. Like it was so perfect. Like it wasn't, oh my God, like, I can't believe she did this. But at the same yeah. time, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe she did this. I know. I, right. I mean, it happened anyway. So when things come to a head, like we were talking, we, mm-hmm. Jonas is an issue. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to tell you like what happens because nope. that would spoil things and we don't want to spoil. No. But I do want to say like, there is a scene where, so Nessa has created this ballet and Miko he helps that along a little bit because he lays down the law and I love him for that, the way he does it. But when he is watching her ballet, you just want to like cry Mm -hmm. because it is adorable and sweet and so not him at the same time, but it is perfectly him. She did an amazing job writing that I mean Mm -hmm. because you seriously felt like you were right there with them Mm -hmm. like experiencing that I mean it was so beautifully written it was amazing Mm -hmm. so good it was and I I really enjoyed the dynamic of her family's reaction and how they deal with it because they don't have a good reaction, which Mm-mm. you're expecting. Cause I mean, he kiss, kidnaps her <laughs> and then they fall in love and her, and, and her family's not okay with it because they're enemies. Hello. I mean, like, right. And they're, and at, I mean, he, I think I even acknowledges that like you, he acknowledges, like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know this is like real. 
but there is a point in time when she when he is with her parents and she's there's that whole scene and her it's like her whole family just wakes up and realizes that Mm -hmm. it would be impossible to they would lose her if they kept pushing Mm -hmm. but I do appreciate Miko doing what he did and the fact that he wanted those moments and the fact that he needed things to play out the way they did with her Mm -hmm. and her family because he understood how important her family was to her and if he made moves too soon then it would wreck her and he never ever wanted something like that to happen no Mm -mm. yeah that's the thing like you just can't there's no words like how adorable and sweet and loving and like their relationship like once they once he gets his head out of his ass and is like this is this is for real like this is what I need Mm because she she has she has confusion about it because she's like do I really care for him or is it a kidnapping thing? Like, do I want this or is it because of my situation? But like, she, she comes to realization pretty quick. Like, it's not a kidnapping thing. Like that is a separate entity. That is just how they got to that point. Mm-hmm. But it takes him longer. But once, once they make that step, it's like effortless. Like the way they work together and communicate with each other and it works so so well yeah I I just don't want to ruin it for anyone because I just it would be such a disservice not to read this book and I mean Mm -hmm. just prepare thyself that you will binge the whole series I mean just be prepared if I had time like I would I would be I would be through them all well and I'm not joking I just was watching TikTok before I was waiting to come on to do this (laughs) and they're like three TikToks in a row recommending the brutal birthright series by Sophie Lark and yeah I'm a little angry at myself it took me this long to read them I know I know (laughs) like bad. (laughs) Sophie Lark is new to me also also, like can I, we talk about the covers of her books? Oh, they're very, because very nice. I had to just, they're so beautiful. I had And they're matte, them. aren't they? They're matte and they're so gorgeous. I mean, look at me. The cover that she chose for this book is exactly how I picture him. It, it's like a perfect, it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. And they're big books. Like they're, they're thick, but they're also like height wise. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're a nice it's a size. Book. It's a sturdy it's, book. Yeah. You like I, a sturdy book. I really like it. They're matte. They're beautiful. <laughs> so if you like to have your bookshelves look beautiful, but don't open the books, like because me. Because a cracked spine stresses you out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all, all right, right. I just so talk about that. It's okay. You need to show it off because it deserves to be shown off. So pretty. Okay. So Heather, did you mm-hmm. like this book? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point in time, but very much. She, I, she was new to me. 
Um, I mm -hmm. really fell in love with her. I love how she interacts with her readers. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's so just her TikToks are great. I love we um, we met them on book club and they were mm -hmm. so great and had a really nice conversation. Yeah, about they were keeping. they were wonderful to have. Yeah, and I think right before that they had talked about keeping their books on KU, and I really think that that says something, mm -hmm. you know, that keeping her books accessible and they're so well written. They are. They're very well done. I really like this book. Like Sophie Lark is new to me also. Um, and this is only my second book, but I'm slowly making my way through the backlist and there's a few, mm -hmm. but it's, it's going to take time. So who would typically like this book? I think dark romance fans, if you mm -hmm. are a fan of mafia, like we said, like if kidnapping is your love language, I mean, um, then that's true. And the thing is, is with mafia, I think as a avid mafia reader, mm -hmm there's only so many tropes you can do you could do kidnapping you can do arranged marriage because that's just how it's how it works. Books. it's how mm -hmm. it rolls you know yeah definitely kidnapping is my love language along with becky so we all know yeah okay so would you recommend this book um i have basically to anyone that will listen <laughs> Like, hey, have you read Sophie Lark yet? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I would, I would definitely absolutely recommend this book. It is well written, well done, well thought out. Like the storyline is very good. Like you get those little snippets into the, like the other characters in the series, but it's not so much that it's overpowering to the book, which I think is great. Well, and I also think she does a very good job of intriguing you enough that you really want to read the rest. But it doesn't, in this book especially, the other characters don't crowd the page. But well, it, they're barely in it, which is kind of surprising because the way the book plays out. But it, I didn't miss them. Mm -mm. Nico and Nessa were enough because they, they were, were enough. so great. Mm -hmm. So great. Okay, so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Well, thank you, Heather, so much for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Anytime. Okay, until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.